Hello everyone and welcome. By now you might be a bit familiar with our annual routine. Every once in a while the update takes a little bit of a hiatus and I personally start growing some facial hair. But I'm hoping I won't have this for very long because we're recording new episodes of the update very soon. In the meantime, however, we have some very special gifts for all of you. As you know, now we've been on the air long enough to get to know each other pretty well, but not a lot of people have heard our old classic episodes. Well, for the next bit, we're going to be rectifying that by going into our archives, and we've been playing every single episode of the update from year number one. Year two of the update was trying to improve the first year growing pains. We had moved into a prime five o'clock slot, and we were starting to find our way. But that doesn't mean we had the occasional slip-up and mistake every now and again. But those mistakes and slip-ups only just made us better. And of course, there were other WKRB moments. There were new trainees. Uh, my old friend Chris jumped in as a co-anchor every now and again. But year number two was when the update really started to get the train moving. Enjoy year number two of the update, and we'll be back with new episodes very soon. And in the words of uh, Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news will be good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck, be safe, please be well, and we'll see you back here again very soon. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on New York's only EDM station. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. On our broadcast tonight, a tragic accident. A teen running his bicycle has died after being hit by two cars including one that also hit a passenger who had gotten out to help the boy. The road to the primaries on Thursday. Attorney General candidate Zephyr Teachout says that she will investigate whether Governor Cuomo has used state resources for campaign purposes if elected, while Cynthia Nixon is crying foul over a mailer that questions her support for Jewish people. Play another day. Jacob deGrom will get a chance tonight to try and boost his Cy Young Award credentials as the Mets game has been rained out at City Field. And preparing for the worst in Hurricane Florence, the governor of Maryland has declared a state of emergency in preparation for significant flooding. The update with Brandon Julian begins now. You're listening to 90.3 WKRB, New York's only EDM station. And now, Brandon Julian with an hour of news and information and your exclusive WKRB forecast. This is the update with Brandon Julian a 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Everything you need to know because anything can happen in New York. Good evening, everyone. Approaching 5 o'clock tonight, this Monday evening, I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We have a lot of news to get to, and we begin this evening with the opening ceremony. 
It's a label that constantly finds new and unusual ways to to present its clothes during Fashion Week. Up to the ante with a festive drag show. Yesterday's show featured a surprise musical performance by Christina Aguilera and a front row appearance by Nicki Minaj. The gift that was called the Gift of Shows, with a Z, was created by Sasha Velour, the drag performer who last year won season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race and starred Velour and a number of other prominent drag performers. The performers wore items from opening ceremonies' latest collection as they took the stage to model or to lip sync, cheered on by an enthusiastic crowd that included, included, as we mentioned before in the front row, rapper Minaj, who was attending her first show since Friday's dust-up with fellow rapper Cardi B at a Fashion Week party. On to some of the other news this Monday evening and a tragic accident out on Long Island tonight. A teen who was riding his bicycle has died after being hit by two cars, including one that also hit a passenger in the first car who had gotten out to help the boy. Suffolk County police say the 14-year-old boy was on his bike in Ronkonkoma at around 8 o'clock Saturday night when he was hit by a Jeep that was driving southbound on Lakeland Avenue near Union Parkway. A passenger in the car got out to help, and then another car then hit the passenger as well as striking the bicyclist. Authorities say the teen was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. The passenger was taken to the hospital with minor injuries, and the drivers of both vehicles remained at the scene and were not hurt. WKRB News Time is now 5.02. Upstate in Nyack tonight, Governor Cuomo says a span of a new bridge that was named for his father won't open until engineers have finished their analysis of the nearby bridge that it replaced over safety concerns. The second span of the new Mario Cuomo Bridge over the Hudson River was supposed to af- was supposed to open to traffic on Saturday with the governor and others holding a ceremony on Friday. But workers disassembling the nearby Tappan Zee Bridge on Friday discovered it had destabilized, and there were concerns that it could fall, potentially hitting the new span. You see, Cuomo's opponents in the campaign for governor questioned whether the new bridge opening was accelerated for political reasons. Cuomo said the situation had nothing to do with the new span, and on Sunday he called the timing a bizarre coincidence. We're going to talk more about the road to the primary shortly in just a few minutes. Meanwhile, tonight, out of Fort Edward, a New York man will be living large thanks to his decision to to buy some Slim Jims for his dog. New York lottery officials say today that 73-year-old Dale Farrand recently won the $10 million prize on a cash spectacular scratch-off ticket. The Fort Edward man says he bought a $30 ticket at a local Cumberland Farms convenience store 
while buying Slim Jim snacks for his dog, Boots. He scratched the ticket in his car and realized that he was a winner. Farn says he drove straight home and had his wife check the ticket for him. Farn will receive a lump sum payment of $6.7 million after required withholdings. He says he'll use the windfall to pay off his mortgage, make home improvements, and help his children and grandchildren. It's always nice when somebody wins the lottery to improve their lives. WKRB News Time is now 5.04. From the state capitol in Albany we go tonight, and for years, a faction of rogue Democrats in the New York State Legislature broke with their party to back Republican control of the state Senate. The so-called Independent Democratic Conference Group folded early this year, but all eight of its former members are facing opponents in Thursday's Democratic primary. The challengers say the IDC enabled the party of Donald Trump to block votes on liberal policies such as gun control, abortion rights, and help for immigrants. Alessandra Bayagi is challenging former IDC leader Jeff Klein in a Democratic primary in the Bronx. Bayagi says IDC members betrayed their constituents by empowering the GOP. Klein says ex-IDC members are committed to Democratic principles and that voters care more about a candidate's leadership and qualifications than squabbles over a defunct legislative faction. Speaking of Thursday's primary, the road to the primaries is winding down, and we begin with a Democrat Zephyr Teachout. She says that if she's elected as New York Attorney General, she will investigate whether Governor Cuomo has used state resources for campaign purposes. Teachout told reporters today that Cuomo's extensive use of state helicopters raises ethical questions. She also noted that a former top Cuomo aide kept working from a state office after leaving the governor's staff to head Cuomo's 2014 re-election campaign. The aide was later convicted on unrelated corruption charges. Teachout also cited concerns that Cuomo rushed the opening of the Governor Mario Cuomo's Bridges second span to score campaign to score campaign points. We talked about this just a couple of minutes ago. We all know safety concerns later forced it to be closed. And a new poll that was released today shows that Thursday's primary is a dead heat between Teachout, Congressman Sean Patrick Maloney, and New York City New York City public advocate Tish James, who has Cuomo's endorsement. Speaking of Governor Cuomo, as our WKRB News time is now 5.07, let's talk about the Cynthia Nixon campaign. They're crying foul tonight over a Democratic Party mailer that's supporting Governor Cuomo that questions her support for Jewish people. The mailer was sent by the state party, which Cuomo controls, and comes days before Thursday's primary. The mailer says Nixon won't stand strong for Jewish residents and has been silent on rising anti-Semitism. 
two of the education activists and former Sex in the City stars as children are being raised in the Jewish faith. Her campaign calls the mailer, quote, hateful and divisive. Party director Geoff Berman now says that the mailer was wrong and inappropriate. He's offering to pay for the Nixon campaign to send out its own mailer, but it's unclear whether there actually is time before Election Day. Cuomo says he didn't know about the mailer, and an explanation Nixon calls absurd. We'll see what happens in Thursday's primary. Meanwhile, meanwhile, out west in Buffalo tonight, the bishop of the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo says that he's sorry for any of his own, quote, failures, but says that he'll remain as leader of the diocese until his retirement. Bishop Richard Malone has faced renewed calls for his resignation over his handling of sexual abuse allegations against priests. He released a letter over the weekend reiterating his apologies. It says criticism of church leadership is justified. New York Attorney General Barbara Underwood issued a subpoena to all dioceses in the state and has announced a civil investigation into the Catholic Church's handling of sex abuse allegations. The bishop says he intends to retire in 2021. WKRB News Time Now 509. And finally tonight, across the river in Newark, New Jersey, rail commuters heading back into and out of New York are back on track after Amtrak finished repairs to overhead wire failures in the Hudson River Tunnel. New Jersey Transit says it's operating on a regular weekday schedule today. You see, two New Jersey Transit trains were disabled on Friday stranding more than a 1,000 travelers for more than an hour. The crew of an inbound train reported a piece of equipment that connects the train to the overhead wires pierced the roof of one of the train cars. No injuries were reported in that incident. Contingency plans were in place just in case the repairs were not completed, but thankfully they were. WKRB News Time Now 510. We still have a lot more to cover on the update this Monday evening. You looked outside, it's been dreary for, I think it's been more than a day now. When will the rain finally break? And your rails, they're looking pretty good for the most part, except for your J and Z trains. We'll tell you about it. Your traffic and weather together is coming up next. And then we're going to talk some sports this evening, including playing another day. Jacob deGrom won't get a chance tonight to try and boost his Cy Young Award credentials as the Mets game has been rained out. We'll talk about that in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Monday evening on 90.3 WKRB. Streaming live from Brooklyn to wherever you are. The update will be right back on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401k. So you're giving up, just like that. Giving up on what? On getting an inheritance from a distant relative. 
Don't you think if there were a billionaire in the family, we'd know about it by now? Listen to me. We are one phone call away from riding horses on our own private polo grounds. One call from christening yachts, having a butler, using summer as a verb. How do you figure? Look, everyone's got a rich uncle somewhere. It's statistics. So the best thing you can do is just prepare for the inevitable. Right. Which is why I thought maybe it would be smart to take control of my finances. You know, start using a budget, get out of debt, set some retirement goals. Budgets? Debt? You watch your mouth. Retirement shouldn't be a goal for us. It should be a way of life. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Of all the radio stations in New York, we're one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. WKRB News, time now 513. Let's get you started with a check of the local subways this evening. Uh, we just have some planned some work on a couple of lines right now. Uh, on your BDF and M trains, you may experience some longer wait times, additional crowding and delays on the BDF and M in the area of West Fourth Street uh, because they're repairing switches in the area. So you might want to allow some additional travel time if you can use the A, C, and E trains on the upper level if you want to try to avoid that. Uh, there's no J or Z trains between Broadway Junction and Jamaica Center uh, because of a person that was struck by a train at 85th Street Forest Parkway. Uh, you can expect delays in service south of Crescent Street, and the LIRR is accommodating MetroCard holders between Atlantic Terminal and Jamaica. You can see a station agent uh, for continuing service. If you want local service between Broadway Junction and Jamaica, you can use the Q24 or the Q56 bus. Also, because of structural rehabilitation on the N line, they're making local stops at the 53rd and 45th streets in both directions through July of 2019. So you might want to allow some additional travel time. Other than that, all your other subways, they are running on or close to schedule. Let's briefly go from the rails and take a look on the roadways tonight. We have an earlier accident cleared on I-95 going southbound over at exit 1. You're back to White Plains Road near Westchester Avenue over at exit 5A. Uh, on I-87 going southbound, we have two lanes closed between 149th Street exit 4 and the Grand Concourse over at Exit 3, you're backed up to Yankee Stadium over at Exit uh, Number 5. In Brooklyn, the Bell Parkway going westbound, you have an accident, Bay Parkway Exit 5. You're backed up to Knapp Street Exit 9. Delays currently stand at about 20 minutes, but you could expect that to build. And over at the Lincoln Tunnel, we have an accident as you go into the tunnel. You have delays currently backing up to 10th Avenue over on the Manhattan side. Alternate side parking is suspended today for Rosh Hashanah, but you don't have to pay, but you do have to pay the meters. They're still in effect and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let's take a first look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. You've been outside. Uh, you know it's been rainy and dreary and miserable the last couple of days, and it's only going to continue we have a rip current statement in effect until tomorrow at 8 o'clock in the evening. 
We also have a high surf advisory until 8 o'clock tomorrow as well. And we have a coastal flood advisory that starts at 7 o'clock tonight and will go until 10 o'clock. For tonight, we'll have showers with a slight chance of thunderstorms in the evening, then more showers and a chance of storms after midnight, a little bit of patchy fog. Some of those storms may produce heavy rainfall. It'll be start getting humid. Our lows will be actually rising through the night. It'll start in the upper 60s. And by the time you get into tomorrow, we'll have patchy fog in the morning, otherwise mostly cloudy, with a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Some of those storms may be heavy again. It'll be humid. Our highs will be in the lower 80s. Currently outside of JFK Airport, it is 62 degrees with some rain and some fog and mist out there as well. Our humidity is maxed out at 100%. Our winds are out of the northeast at 9 miles per hour. 62 degrees. We're going to rise through the upper 60s this evening. WKRB News Time is now 517. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So, we're going all around the map tonight with the three major sports happening now. We begin in the NFL, where Green Bay Packers coach Mike McCarthy says that the team is still awaiting information on the extent of quarterback Aaron Rodgers' knee injury. Uh, Rodgers drew three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter after returning in the second half to rally the Packers from a 20 nothing deficit uh, for a 24-23 win in the season opener over the Bears on Sunday night. Rogers said he would undergo more tests today, but he was but that he was planning to play next week against the Vikings. Uh, turning to basketball, a restricted free agent forward Rodney Hood is re-signed with the Cavaliers. Hood joined the Cavs at the trade deadline last season, coming over from Utah. The six foot eight Hood was offered a nearly three and a half million dollar qualifying offer from Cleveland in June and agreed to sign it over the weekend. He'll be an unrestricted free agent next summer. And going over to baseball, looks like the Mets will have to play another day. Jacob DeGrum will get a chance tonight to try and boost his Cy Young Award credentials as the Mets game against the Marlins has been rained out. What makes this more interesting is that DeGrom has just eight wins for the Mets, but according to BaseballReference.com, he has attributed 8.1 wins above replacement. That's unbelievable. In terms of the local action, the Jets have their season opener in Detroit against the Lions on Monday Night Football tonight at 7 o'clock. And the Yankees are in Minnesota to play the Twins tonight at 8-10. J.A. Happ gets the ball for the Yankees. Kyle Gibson goes for the Twins. WKRB News Time now 519. When we come back on the update tonight, it's time to talk about our weirder but true story. Uh, police have caught a man who made off with a hearse. But uh, you won't believe what's inside the hearse. We're going to talk about that. And then we'll also talk about what happened on this day in history that's coming up in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Monday evening. A 90.3 WKRB. 
Not near your radio and want to listen to us on the go? Download the TuneIn app and search for WKRB or download the KBCC mobile app. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I improved my credit score. You're kidding, right? Uh, no. How are we supposed to be the bad boys of electrosynth pop if you're out there being responsible? The band is about to be discovered. This is our year. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for a while now. You think anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was worried about their credit score? I never really thought that Of we were... course they weren't. Rock stars aren't supposed to think about that kind of stuff. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, write aggressively sensitive power ballads, start questionable fashion trends, tragically break up and blame creative differences. All right, all right, just... I thought maybe it was time to take control of my finances, you know? Start using a budget. Get out of debt. Set some goals. A budget? Debt? Set some goals? Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Paging common sense. Paging common sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is The Update with Brandon Julian a 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to The Update. Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online right now, WKRB.org. Cloudy, dreary evening here in New York City. Everybody's wondering, when is the rain going to go away and the sunshine will come back? Uh, We'll tell you if it does in our exclusive WKRB forecast coming up in around 11 minutes from now, 532 this evening. Uh, If there's one thing I've learned in all the times that I've been doing this show is that you have to be on your feet during during these commercial breaks. Because uh, I find it's very hard to do with snap, you know, like Snapchat, and post stuff on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, it, whatever it may be. Because I'm always, I'm always focused. I'm always trying to do a whole bunch of other stuff at the same time. <laughs> anyway, our WKRV news time is now five twenty-two. Let's talk about what our weirder but true story this Monday evening. It's out of Mexico City, Mexico, and police there say that they've caught a man who made off with a hearse. It wasn't just any hearse. This hearse was complete with a corpse inside. The... Hold on, I think I can get this name right here. The Tele... Huape. I have no idea how you spell it. <laughs> the Pake. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I needed that. The Tlaquape Police Department says on its Facebook page that the hearse had been ready to take the body of an 80-year-old man from a hospital in neighboring Guadalajara to a funeral home. Police say a 40-year-old man has admitted seeing the keys left in the hearse and deciding to take it. 
Officers were alerted, and they soon spotted the hearse along a highway and detained the suspect, uh, whose name was only given as Anibal Saul N. Police said uh, that he's been turned over to prosecutors. Both the hearse and the body were recovered. In case you were wondering. I find it weird that you make off, try to make off with a hearse like that. Uh, WKRB News Time now 524. Let's talk about what happened on this day in history uh, for this September the 10th. The highlight of his day came in 1963 when 20 black students entered Alabama public schools following a standoff between federal authorities and Governor George Wallace. In 1813, an American naval force commanded by Oliver H. Perry defeated the British in the Battle of Lake Erie during the War of 1812. Afterward, Perry sent the message, We have met the enemy, and they have our, and they are, they are ours. Sounds like a hard thing to say there. In 1846, Elias Howe received a patent for his sewing machine. In 1919, New York City welcomed home General John Pershing and 25,000 soldiers who'd served in the U.S. First Division during World War I. In 1935, Senator Huey Long died in Baton Rouge two days after being shot in the Louisiana State Capitol, allegedly by Dr. Carl Weiss. In 1939, Canada declared war on Germany. In 1960, Hurricane Donna, a dangerous Category 4 storm, eventually blamed for 364 deaths, struck the Florida Keys. In 1962, the U.S. Supreme Court ordered the University of Mississippi to admit James Meredith, a black student. In 1979, four Puerto Rican nationalists imprisoned for a 1954 attack on the U.S. House of Representatives in a 1950 attack attempt on the life of President Harry S. Truman, were freed from prison after, ge- after being gl- granted clemency by President Jimmy Carter. In 1987, Pope John Paul II arrived in Miami, where he was welcomed by President Ray- Ronald Reagan and First Lady Nancy Reagan as he began a 10-day tour of the United States. In 1991, the Senate Judiciary Committee opened hearings on the nomination of Clarence Thomas to the U.S. Supreme Court. In 1993, The X-Files premiered on Fox Television. And in 2006, Peyton Manning and the Indianapolis Colts defeated Eli Manning and the Giants 26-21 in the first NFL game to feature two brothers starting at quarterback. WKRB News Time is now 526, and we come back on the update tonight. We'll give you another check of your traffic and weather together, and then we'll go to Wall Street, and we will talk some business news happening there. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Monday evening at 90.3 WKRB. We are coming back in just two minutes. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, 
I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Listen... My life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. I'm realizing that I... I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I'm realizing that I think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. You're listening to New York's only EDM station, 90.3 WKRB, with Brandon Julian. Now, the update continues on 90.3 WKRB. It's everything you need to know, because anything can happen in New York. Good evening, everyone. At 5.30 tonight, this Monday evening, I'm Brandon Joy, and thanks for staying with us on the update tonight. It's possible that there are even more K2 overdoses at a corner that's become notorious for it in Brooklyn. According to WABC-TV and police, they confirmed that five people were taken to the hospital on Saturday morning Excuse me, from the corner of Jefferson Street and Broadway in Bushwick. We all know what caused everyone to fall ill. Actually, what caused everyone to fall ill is still under investigation. But we do know it is the same area where there were mass overdoses in May and back in July of 2016, caused by what authorities said were particularly toxic batches of K2 otherwise known as synthetic marijuana. And a $5.3 million home has been wrecked after an Airbnb rental. Out in San Francisco, a home in the upscale area was found trashed. Photos show the home littered with used needles, stained clothing and bedding, and a floor covered in pills, filthy takeout containers, and empty cardboard boxes. What realtor and property manager Egan Liam walked into several days ago at one of his San Francisco buildings is nothing short of a nightmare. 
He said, Liam said, cringing, working with home that were occupied by squatters, dilapidated hoarders. Nothing would have prepared me for this. It was something out of a horror movie. And while the homes, address, and neighborhood are being kept private at the owner's request, the property is valued at just over $5 million. And in one of San Francisco's toniest neighborhoods, with views of the Golden Gate Bridge. And the in-law suite of the home was ransacked by the lenters. <coughs> Excuse me. The owners do plan to add security cameras outside the property before renting it out again. Let's get you home now in the PM rush hour, whether it is by train or by car. WKRB News Time is now 532. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Let's get you started again with a check of the local subways. Your southbound four and five trains are running local right now from 14th Street to Brooklyn Bridge because of a passenger that needs medical assistance at 14th Street. So expect delays right now on your four, five, and six trains. Uh, on your BDFNM trains right now, expect longer wait times and delays because they're repairing a switch in the area of West 4th Street, Washington Square. So if you're trying to avoid that area, you can use the A, C, and E trains on the upper level at West 4th Street. You have no J and Z trains in either direction between Broadway Junction and Jamaica Center because of a person that was struck by a train at 85th Street Forest Parkway. You can expect delays on J and Z trains south of Broadway Junction. The LIRR is accommodating MetroCard passengers at no additional charge between Atlantic Terminal and Jamaica. If you want local service between Broadway Junction and Jamaica, you can use the nearby Q24 or a Q56 bus. And because of structural rehabilitation along the 4th Avenue line, your N trains are making local stops in both directions at 45th, and 53rd Street. This is through July of 2019. Other than that, all your other subways they are running on are close to schedule. Let's go from the rails. Take a brief look what's happening out on the roadways tonight. In northern Queens, the BQE going westbound. We have the right lane closed in Metropolitan Avenue, exit 32B. You backed up all the way toward the Long Island Expressway over at exit 35. Speaking of the LIE, we have an accident there over at exit 17 near the BQE. You backed up all the way to the Queens Midtown Tunnel. You can use the Queensboro Bridge if you want to try to avoid that area. On the Van Wick Expressway going southbound, we have an accident at uh, Jewel Avenue, exit 11. You backed up to the LIE over at exit 12B. And on the Grand Central Parkway going westbound, the road surface is in poor condition and because of all the rain that's been falling the last couple of days at 188th Street exit 19, you backed up to Francis Lewis Boulevard over at exit 20. Alternate side parking is suspended today for Rosh Hashanah, but you do have to pay the meters. They're still in effect and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let us take a first look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. Uh, you've been outside lately. We know it's been dreary. It's been raining on and off the last couple of days. Our temperatures are actually going to be rising overnight. And the humid feeling that we've had for 
really it's been most of a summer. That's going to come back after a couple of days of it being nice and near normal for a change. For tonight, we'll have showers with a slight chance of thunderstorms this evening. Then showers and a chance of storms after midnight with some patchy fog. Some of the storms may produce heavy rainfall. It'll start becoming humid. Our lows will start rising into the upper 60s. By the time we get into tomorrow, we'll have highs in the lower 80s, still humid with some patchy fog in the morning. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Tuesday night, we'll have cloudy skies, a chance of showers and storms again, still humid. Our lows will be in the lower 70s. And then on Wednesday, mostly cloudy skies, a chance of showers and storms, humid still. Our highs will be in the lower 80s. Currently outside JFK Airport, it is 62 degrees with some rain and some fog and mist too. Our humidity is maxed out at 100%. Our winds are out of the northeast at 9 miles per hour. 62 degrees, we are rising into the upper 60s this evening. I forgot to mention we have a rip current statement until tomorrow at 8 o'clock, high risk of rip currents, a high surf advisory until tomorrow at 8, and a coastal flood advisory that starts at 7 o'clock tonight and lasts until 10 o'clock. WKRB News Time is now 537. Let's talk some business news right now this Monday evening. The S&P 500 broke a four-day losing streak with small gains as industrial companies and retailers rose. CBS slipped 1.5% after it announced the departure of longtime CEO Les Moonves following more accusations of sexual misconduct. We might be talking about that in our U.S. update, we, had, we are talking about it in our U.S. update coming up shortly. Technology companies were also higher today following steep losses last week. Abhi, Alibaba skipped, skidded nearly 4% after a huge Chinese e-commerce company said co-founder Jack Ma will step down as chairman in 2019. When it was all said and done, at the end of the day, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 59 points to 25,857. The S&P 500 rose 5 points, and the Nasdaq rose 21 points. Finally tonight, out of Brazil, Japan is proposing an end to a decades-old ban on commercial whaling, arguing that there is no longer a scientific reason for what was supposed to be a temporary measure. The proposal, however, is facing stiff opposition from Australia and others at the International Whaling Commission meetings that opened today in Brazil. Japan has has hunted whales for centuries as a source of protein. And the country said it complies with the commission's commercial ban, but hunts whales under research exception. But critics say the program is a cover for commercial whaling because the whale meat is sold for food. Japan is proposing to create a committee that would establish quotas for commercial whaling. It's not clear when the voting will take place, and the Japanese could also pull back the proposal. WKRB News, time now 539. When we come back on the update tonight, it's time to talk some national news, including preparing for the worst with Hurricane Florence. The governor of Maryland has declared a state of emergency in preparation for the flooding. What well, we lead off next in Toronto, 
with director Barry Jenkins that even with the best picture winning Moonlight, he was subjected to crude racism. We're going to talk about that in just one minute. This is the update with Brian and Julian on a Monday evening on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to know more about the stories that matter to you and to prepare more for the weather ahead. And did you miss any episodes of the update? Listen to any episode anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the update. Also, follow us on Twitter at the WKRB update. Welcome back to the update. Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online right now, WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time is now 541, and it's time to talk some national news this Monday evening. And we lead off tonight in Toronto, where Director Barry Jenkins says that even at the height of the sensation surrounding his best picture winning Moonlight, he was subjected to crude racism. At the premiere last night of his James Baldwin adaptation, If Beale Street Could Talk, Jenkins related a story of when a driver who was to take him to from the after party of the Film Academy's Governor Awards referred him referred to him with the N-word. Jenkins said, if that can happen to him at such a privileged moment, Worse is happening to some dude working a shift at the factor or some dude walking down the block. And such an incident reconfirmed for Jenkins why it's essential to tell stories like Beale Street about two lovers in 1970s Harlem torn apart by racial injustice. In other news tonight, out of Atlanta... They're preparing for the worst with Hurricane Florence. The governor of Maryland has declared a state of emergency in preparation for significant flooding. Governor Larry Hogan made the announcement at a news conference today. And while the governor noted that there is still some uncertainty about the track of the storm, he says Maryland officials are preparing for the potential of historic, catastrophic, and life-threatening flooding in Maryland. Hawkins says the declaration of emergency is a planning measure to ensure all the necessary resources are mobilized in areas of the state with the greatest potential need. 
He says coastal and low-lying areas are of particular concern, as well as parts of a state that have already received substantial rainfall over the last few days. WKRB News Time is now 5.43. In Washington tonight, the United States is pledging to use any means necessary to protect American citizens and allies from international criminal court prosecution. President Trump's national security advisor, John Bolton, says the court is illegitimate. And for all intents and purposes, the ICC is already dead to us. Bolton delivered his remarks today to the Conservative Federalist Society in Washington. He says that the court threatens the constitutional rights of Americans and U.S. sovereignty. The ICC, which is based in the Hague, has a mandate to prosecute war crimes, crimes against humanity, and genocide. President Bill Clinton signed the Rome Statute that established the court, but his successor, George W. Bush, renounced the signature, citing fears that Americans would be unfairly prosecuted for political reasons. We talked about it earlier in our business update about the resignation of longtime CBS chief Les Moonves. It won't likely lead to drastic changes in network programs, but it could make the company ripe for a takeover. Moonves was ousted yesterday, just hours after the New Yorker detailed more sexual misconduct allegations against him. As part of that, CBS shook up its board and settled a larger fight with its parent company, National Amusements. The parent company agreed not to pursue a CBS merger with sibling company Viacom for two years. And that makes CBS a hot target for a takeover by another company. To better compete with tech companies such as Netflix, companies that have traditionally distributed TV shows and movies have been buying the producers of such programs. The producers themselves have been consolidating as well. And possible CBS suitors include AT&T and Verizon. We'll be back with more U.S. news in just one minute. WKRB News Time is now 546. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't even bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. WKRB News Time is now 5.47. In Sacramento, California tonight, not everybody is satisfied with Governor Jerry Brown 
We're setting a goal of phasing out fossil fossil fuels from the state's electricity grid by 2045. The bill would not affect in-state oil and gas drilling. And some environmentalists are pushing Brown to end new drilling permits. They are pledging to disrupt an international climate summit that Brown is hosting in San Francisco later this week. Consumer Watchdog and Food and Water Watch say they'll air a television ad in which a young girl calls on Brown to shut down oil rigs. Data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration shows that California is ranked 6th among states in crude oil production and 15th in natural gas, though production of both has declined since the mid-1980s. Some business groups are also critical of the legislation, saying it sets impossible targets and could increase electric bills. Meanwhile, in Dallas tonight, authorities say a Dallas police officer said that she sh- that she shot a neighbor whose home she mistakenly entered last week after he ignored her verbal commands. David Armstrong of the Texas Rangers wrote in an arrest affidavit that was released today that Officer Amber, Amber Greiger said she didn't realize she was in the wrong apartment until after she shot 26-year-old Botham Jean and went to the hallway to check the address. Geiger was booked yesterday on a manslaughter charge in Thursday night's killing of Jean and was released on bond. WKRB News Time is now 549. Back in Washington tonight... Long-time journalist Bob Woodward says Defense Secretary Jim Mattis and White House Chief of Staff John Kelly are not telling the truth when they deny making incendiary quotes about President Trump attributed to them in his new book, Fear. Kelly is quoted calling Trump an idiot, while Mattis is quoting saying Trump has the understanding of a fifth or sixth grader. They've denied making the statements. When asked today on NBC's Today Show about their denials, Woodward said they are not telling the truth. He said these are political statements to protect their jobs. The Pulitzer Prize-winning Woodward said that frequently a source says something to him and then publicly denies it after publication. Trump, of course, has called the book fiction. And finally tonight, control of Congress and the future of Donald Trump's presidency are on the line as the 2018 primary season winds to a close this week. The two-month sprint to Election Day will test the Democrats' ability to harness a wave of opposition to Trump and determine whether the Republican president can motivate his staunch supporters when he's not on the ballot. For both parties, the stakes are exceedingly high. After crushing defeats in 2016, Democrats opened the fall campaign brimming with confidence about their prospects for retaking the House. That would give them the power to open a wide swath of investigations into Trump or even launch impeachment proceedings. But Republicans believe they can maintain control of the Senate, given that most of the competitive races are in, are in states that Trump won back in 2016. 
We will talk about the many celebrity birthdays for this day coming up when the update with Brandy Julian for a Monday evening returns in just 60 seconds. Attention men under the age of 35. You know what really impresses the ladies? When a guy has a few drinks and later gets pulled over for buzz driving. That could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. There goes let's grab dinner and a movie. Oh, I know. You drive more carefully when you're buzzed. You've proven that hundreds of times. A woman admires that kind of confidence. And you've practiced how to speak if a cop does pull you over. Slowly, clearly, and politely like, good evening, officer. A woman admires that kind of foresight. And what woman doesn't find it adorable that you call it buzzed even though the law calls it drunk? You could kiss $10,000 goodbye, along with any chance of having a girlfriend. Because nothing says, I'm a catch, more than a guy who lives in his parents' basement and calls it my place. Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian from New York. It's 6 o'clock. Do you know where your boyfriend is? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. This is the update and it is time to talk about our celebrity birthdays. Actor Philip Baker Hall is 87 years old. Actor Grub Mollavi is 85. Jazz vibraphonist Roy Ayers is 78, and so is actor Tom Ligon. Singer Danny Hutton from Three Dog Night is 76. Singer Jose Feliciano is 73. Actress Judy Geeson is 70, and so is former Canadian First Lady Margaret Trudeau. Political commentator Bill O'Reilly is 69. Rock musician Joe Perry from Aerosmith is 68. And so is country singer Rosie Flores. Actress Amy Irving is 65. Actor and director Clark Johnson is 64. Actress Kate Burton is 61. Movie director Chris Columbus is 60. Actor Colin Firth is 58. And so is rock singer and musician David Lowery from Cracker. Actor Sean O'Brien is 55. And so is baseball Hall of Famer Randy Johnson. Actor Raymond Cruz is 54. Rock musician Robin Goodridge from Bush is 53. Rock musician Stevie D from Buck Cherry is 52. And so is rock singer and musician Maya Zuniga from Fastball. Actress Nina Rapita is 51. Rapper Big Daddy Kane is 50. And so is movie director Guy Ritchie. Actor Jonathan Skaich from Sheck is 49. Contemporary Christian singer Sarah Groves is 46. Actor Ryan Felipe is 44. Actor Kyle Bornheimer is 43. Actor Jacob Young is 39. Rock musician Mikey Way from My Chemical Romance is 38. And so is Olympic bronze medal figure skater Timothy Goebel. Ballerina Misty Copeland is 36. Rock musician Matthew Followill from Kings of Leon is 34. Singer Ashley Monroe from Pistolanis is 32. Excuse me. Singer Sanjaya Malakar from American Idol is 29. Actor Chandler Massey is 28. Actress Hannah Hodson is 27. And actor Gabriel Bateman is 14. 
It's the hydration in the throat that gets through this long list. Those are the celebrity birthdays for this September the 10th. There was a teacher that was suspended for giving a test with questions about incest. Uh, we're going to tell you about that in just a minute when the update with Brandon Julian for Monday evening returns in just 60 seconds. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian from New York, the real mall of America. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back in the rain to the update, Brandon Julian, 90.3 WKRB. We're also streaming online, WKRB.org. Just enough time tonight for our honorable mention. Out of Hillard, Ohio, an Ohio English teacher was suspended after a classroom assignment she gave students made references to incest. Uh, the 36-question online quiz entitled The Moral Foundation Test ranks students as moral and political learning ability. Parents who learned about the incident at Bradley High School were said to be outraged. And that the school released an incident, a statement about the incident's reading in part, We absolutely share the outrage of our parents and community. In consultation with our legal counsel, we have put this teacher on administrative leave while we continue complete our internal investigation. Didn't know there were quests, there were quizzes about this type of stuff, but there you go. WKRB News Time now, 558. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Final check of your subways. Uh, remember that J and Z train about the person being struck at 85th Street Forest Parkway? That's resumed, so your J and Z trains are resumed with some residual delays. You have residual delays, too, on your 456 ACE, BDF, and M trains. Uh, other than that, all the other lines, they're running on or close to schedule. Alternate side parking and meter rules are sus- alternate side parking is suspended for Rosh Hashanah, but the meter rules are still in effect. Final check of our forecast tonight. You're heading out this evening. We'll have showers, chance of thunderstorms in the evening and after midnight. It'll be humid. Our lows will be in the upper 60s. Then tomorrow for your Tuesday, patchy fog in the morning, otherwise mostly cloudy. Chance of showers and thunderstorms. It'll be humid. Our highs will be in the lower 80s. Our thought are <laughs> currently outside at GFK Airport. It is 62 degrees, a little bit of light fog and mist. 
All right, humidity's maxed out at 100%. Our winds are out of the north at 10 miles per hour. We'll be slowly rising into the upper 60s this evening. Our thought for today is from Zora Neale Hurston, an American author, born in 1891 and died in 1960. Our thought for today is there are years that ask questions and years that answer. Uh, I'm going to let you guys ponder on that. As we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Uh, Monday, September the 10th, 2018. That is the update. That is a report on the update this Monday evening. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you joining us tonight. Hoping your news is good news. I hope to see you back here tomorrow night, 5 o'clock.